Today is Monday, November 2nd. The title for our devotional is You Are Salt. Last week we talked about how Jesus calls us to be different. This week we'll explore how Jesus calls us to make a difference. Matthew 5:13 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. As we focused on last week, Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not his followers' actions that produce salt and light in the world. It is they themselves. It is the people they have become who are the salt and light of the earth. He does not tell them to be salty or the things that they do will be like salt and light. Being both salt and light is an essential part of the Christian life. This week, we're focusing on what it means to be salt and light. Salt had a variety of uses in the ancient world. Cleaning, purifying, seasoning, preservation, destruction of crop fields even. In the Old Testament, it could be put on sacrifices to demonstrate the eternality of the covenant. Deciding which use is in view here is quite difficult with little contextual clues. The most likely options are, one, the general usefulness of salt to the world, two, preservation, three, cleaning and purifying, or four, seasoning. All of these make sense with what Jesus is saying and apply to our series. One, Christians should be especially fulfilling the creation mandate, building culture and being useful to the world. Followers of Jesus should be preserving the cursed creation from constant decay and deterioration, fighting back evil in communities that hasten destruction of relationships, creation, etc. Three, followers of Jesus should also be purifying our communities and cultures as we share the good news of Jesus and seek to bring justice to our communities. Four, followers of Jesus should be bringing seasoning into their communities by bringing human flourishing as God defines it. They should elevate people's lives, even though it isn't necessary, but because they want to and they love their communities. Because all of these applications work in the context, I take this in the general sense, that Christians are to be widely useful in the culture by preserving, cleansing, seasoning, etc. To demonstrate the usefulness and overall value of salt in the ancient world, soldiers were often paid in salt. Interesting fact for you, this is where the phrase, he's not worth his salt, comes from. If a soldier didn't perform his duties, he didn't earn his wages of salt. The meaning of the metaphor here being generally useful in preserving, cleansing, etc. is supported also by Jesus con contrasting the negative statement on salt. If it loses its taste, NIV, saltiness, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. The word Jesus uses here is indeed taste, but I don't think that narrows his focus to just its use as seasoning. Tasting the salt is likely how they would determine its purity. Salt was gathered naturally from the sea and contained a lot of impurities and contaminated minerals. Salt that was too contaminated was useless and its saltiness could not be restored. So, disciples of Jesus must remain salty. They must continue to function within the broader culture to season it by expanding human flourishing as God defines it, working to prevent the decay brought about by sin, disinfecting our communities from the effects of evil. This is a long way of saying we must be culturally 
engaged. For additional content today, I've included a portion of an interview that I had with Kitty Sizzler. Kitty is the communications director here at church. Uh, she's also an artist who does a lot of painting and photography. I wanted her to share about her creative process and how she views her creativity as participating with Christ in the redemption of all creation. Enjoy. How do you view your art as, as taking, I mean, there, there's the obvious of you're, you're taking raw materials, you're taking paint, you're taking canvas, you're taking color, um, and you're organizing it into something that is, that is beautiful, something that communicates uh, something that mm -hmm. you have in mind. Um, so how do you, and, and that's, that's a part of God, right? Is, that's what God did at creation, is God took the raw materials of this earth and he made a lot of beauty. There's a lot of things in the world that, um, the stars, for example, like they don't serve a lot of functional purpose for us, but they're beautiful. Right. So how do you view the work that you do when you're, when you're taking those raw materials and fashioning them into something that's beautiful? Like, how do you view that as, as contributing to what God's called us to, to uh, um, just making something beautiful like he did? Right. I think once I kind of realized that I was created, just like everyone else, by the master creator and created in his image mm. that that creativity is from him and every time I use that creativity it's me worshiping him and when I use those raw materials to create something new even if you know no one sees it or mm. if I end up painting over it or um, people love it it's it it's regardless of what the end end point is it's it's me being creative just like i was created to do that's really good i i love the connection between god as creator and he's called us to create mm -hmm. and and just how you said that you're not even if people don't view it and look at your art and are you know awed by it like it's right. it's still fulfilling to you mm -hmm. um so can, can you tease that out a little bit more about just how like just working uh to create something is so fulfilling oh i think you know it it's been something that i've done since i was little and i just never really had the reason why until i became a christian of what is this drive mm -hmm. to create um and my creativity is through art and other people's creativity is through other ways. Mm -hmm. But um, building up those skills to create things, I find my painting and my, my photography and all my artwork is a way that I worship. And in the same way as like a music uh, pastor would worship with song. Mm -hmm. In our culture, we we tend to value the things that are productive, um, that, that have uh, an immediate, obvious sense of value to it. So like when I go to work, I'm earning money. Um, when, I, when I weed the yard or like, I can't just let 
the weeds grow or else they'll take over the flowers. So I have to do this. It has an immediate sense mm-hmm. of need or purpose. Um, a lot of times art doesn't really fit that category, right? It's, it's something that you're making, um, but may not earn a ton of monetary value, may not have, uh, at least not for the hours that you put into right. it probably, right? Um, it's not productive or practical in the same way as a lot of the other work that we do. So can you speak to how that still has value for you and for the world? And, you know, I've heard that a lot from people of it's, well, art isn't a necessity. Mm-hmm. And I've struggled with how do I wrap my brain around that? How do I address that when people do mm-hmm. say that to to me? But I, I come back to... God made things beautiful and he created a lot of things that don't necessarily fit a, a day-to-day purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay to create and it gives me a lot of freedom when there is no monetary mm-hmm. reward after every single thing I create. It's, it's more freeing and it's just my time with God. I think a big part of art and creating is being courageous and putting yourself out there, creating something new. And it's, it's always a little scary to put it out into the public or, you know, your friends and family, just, you hope that they like it, but, um, creating, especially through worship, I think is a way that I hope to, you know, be courageous and bold about my walk with God. Has your sense of purpose and calling and identity, your sense of who you are in God, helped produce more courage in you um, when you create something new and put it out there for people to see and evaluate? Oh, sure. I think, especially when I get inspired to create a body of work that is based on something very biblical or a biblical truth or a gospel truth, I feel as though that that courage is um, underrated and I can be more bold and create 60 pieces and have an art show when, um, if it's something on my own, my own thoughts and ideas that I create, I'm a little more you know, a little more nervous about putting mm-hmm. it out there. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, when it's when it's inspired strongly, I I, I feel way more courageous about mm-hmm. it. Well, that's all for today. How can your work bring value into your sphere of influence today? Let's not focus on the environments that we can't really have any influence on. Things like global events, the White House, or national issues. Don't let your obsession with environments that you have no control over ruin your influence in the areas where you can be salt and add value.